You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. like button subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review i'm leah merrill here with craig morgan c peters and just for full transparency we were bickering before how you doing pd while the show is we counting down and how you feeling a little grumpy right now yeah I, should we, I, can't I think we should do a clearing pd what's on your mind today well, I got, as always yeah, there's a lot of my mind there's a lot of things jumbling around in here and i'm a little grumpy I'll get so, over it. So Petey's grumpy. Kay. What else is new? Craig's socks have bleach stains on them. So yeah, yeah like also <laughs> this bring match up and socks. Pete, yeah, it was chirping me. So I don't know if you can Clearly see. Clearly, it was Craig's day to do the laundry. <laughs> well, I, you know. So here's the deal. There's no way you're. I'll explain how this all. Well, the, the bleach stain is inexcusable. I should throw out the socks. So, but I didn't notice that because I, did, <laughs> I didn't even tight. see. By the way, the the tone of tan that I chose with my socks because. In my bedroom, the shades always have to be drawn because the cat sleeps in my bedroom and nobody disturbs the cat. The cat needs dark. So I, so I have to that. find my socks in the dark because of the cat. Adjusting your life for an that's, animal, I, I, I'm fully aware of that. That's my life. Yeah. Our so, dog lives. So that's that's my excuse today. Um, as far as the bleach stain, really can't explain that because, you know, I don't use bleach Budget's in my tight color, at the Morgan so. house, I get apparently. Hmm? Yep. <laughs> right, you can get rid of something. You can buy new ones. Like yeah. They have places. Or you just buy, don't wear or them. Or just don't wear them. Yeah. Really <laughs> your really I'm wearing sandals, so yeah. I'm in the clear today. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> just let it out. Got that out. Yeah. Anything oh, else you need to get up? It's early. That's early. That's just one of many. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's two on the list? I don't know. I got a lot going on. There's a lot in my head right now. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll get it out. We'll get some of it out. Okay. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about Dylan Gunther. We're going to just have some fun on this Friday. But before we get to- about that right now. Well, yeah, we will. I promise. But before we get to all of that, let's just quickly talk about last night's playoff games. And how about Florida being down 0-2 at home, going Mm. to Tampa Bay on the road, down two games? I don't know. I think we might have been wrong. I don't know. We're well, that happens a lot. Yeah, I will say I have two brackets. I have Tampa winning one. I had Florida winning the other because that's how indecisive I am. So the more I thought about it, the more I went early. I picked Tampa and on my my first bracket that I did, I had Tampa in the finals. Then I started to overthink it and I go, well, Carolina, you know, Carolina and Florida. So I overthought it. 
the difference in this series right now is you watch the leadership of these two teams, and they Amen. talked about it a lot on TV last night. Tampa Bay is a playoff team. Yep. They're blocking shots. Their captain is getting in front of howitzers from the blue line, injuring himself. And Florida, in the last 15 seconds of a third period, is giving up, basically saying, oh, we're, we're good with overtime. Let's turn the puck over twice inside our own blue line, and let's not defend. We're going to overtime. Are you out of your mind? Play. You play until the buzzer. You play like you want to win the game. They were playing for overtime, and it showed, and in quick 10 seconds, they had possession of the puck with six, sec- six seconds to go. Didn't get out of the zone, and huh? what what a play, right? What a, I know, without a doubt. What a pass by Kucherov. Unbelievable play, but there is no way that that play should get that far. There is no way Tampa should have that puck. Agreed. Dig in. Play. And that concerns me that I don't. You're, you're down a two-hole hole going back to Tampa? Yeah, that's what. Good luck. That's if it was the other way around and they started down two on the road, it'd be a little less concerning. That happens in the playoffs, but that's not the case. If they go out in this round, you can you can look at it as a building block for a young team, right? That's fine. You need to learn how to win the NHL playoffs. What happens to their coach? Yeah, here's a guy who doesn't have an extension, who's up for coach of the year. Never would have had the job if, if it hadn't not been for, for Joe Quenville's issues situation. Exactly. So now what? You thought he would have been extended shortly after because they kept kept at the top of the standings. Then they win the president. They go, oh, he's got to get an extension. Then, nope. <clears throat> Still has no extension. You're watching this series very closely. Tactically, what are you seeing? We know Florida's power play has been garbage. Literally nothing. They're not winning. The, Florida's, Florida's game is speed, space, and getting pucks advanced through zones. In the playoffs, we talked about it on the show earlier in the week, those areas shrink there is less time and space in the playoffs they're not winning the 50 50 foot races they're still trying to be cute and fast and this is this is big boy hockey we talked about that yesterday they're not winning the battles along the wall so they're not getting the puck possession time that they need on the power play they are thinking way too hard and the the more this becomes a thing and it is clearly a thing because it's written about it's talked about it's on tv it's the power play is a thing i learned from newell brown who coached the power play here in arizona when your power play is struggling, you do one thing. You shoot the puck. Yeah, get That's it. Don't look for plays. Don't look for passing plays. Don't try to get to areas. Get the puck to somebody and then shoot the puck. The key to that is everybody knows it's going to get shot and everybody knows they're going to the net. That's the only way Florida's going to get out of this funk. Quit passing around. Quit looking for the perfect play, the perfect seam. Get it back and let it go. And they got to shoot the puck more. I, I I think they started to shoot more last night than they had earlier. They need a power play goal. And only then will this series potentially turn around. If they don't get a power play goal, their confidence is shot and they are going to be out in four. Are you seeing adjustments from Florida's coaching staff? It's and, hard. And here's, here's why I ask. And I'm going to give you the entire context and let you go on this. I watched the Blackhawks, obviously, for a very long time during those cup runs. Joel Quenville... All this stuff aside, I know you can't put that aside, what what he, you know, his role and all that. He's a terrific bench coach. He is he makes in-game adjustments so well. I watched it year after year after year. Are the Florida Panthers missing that right now with a coach who's never been here, let alone a guy who's, you know, one of the winningest coaches of all time? You know, it's it's hard to say because I'm not in the room, so I don't know what the message is to the players. What I think is difficult is this team is built a certain way that can play only one way. And that is loose, fast, offensive hockey. I'm not sure they're built 
to be able to dig in. They're not transporting the puck through the blue lines like they should be. So can they go to a dump and chase game? Ah, I, I don't know if that's what they are. Mm. You know, so can you make adjustments to fit a team that you don't have? I don't know. And and I, I they are playing the same way they've played one through eighty two. They're trying to anyway. And Tampa just is better. Yeah. Well, mm. Colorado also lost last night at home. Yeah. Um, for me, and I said this on our predictions earlier in the week, I wasn't surprised by this last night. I didn't think this was going to be a sweep again for Colorado. Um, but now the series is even 1-1. Yeah. You guys know I've had the Blues as my dark horse. I've said that probably so many times. You're sick of hearing it. But I, I, I like the way they play. I think they're built for the playoffs. Having said that, I mean, them winning in Colorado a game, you want to do that. You want to split on the road, but they're probably going to split when they go back home too. But I do think this is going to be a lengthy series. I still think Colorado is the best team, but... Yeah. And that's what we talked St. about Louis adjustments. One thing St. Louis does is they can make in, in-game adjustments because they're built in a way that they can play fast. They can play heavy. So they can adjust their game a little bit more than I think when we talked about Florida. And I think that's what you're seeing against Colorado. This is a tough team. Like they're built, mm-hmm. they can win those wall battles and they can play down in the corners. They're tough. Colorado, when you look at their back six, that defensive core is the best in the playoffs from one to six. Does that help get them over the hump? I think it does. I think Colorado, hey, they lost one game so far in this playoffs. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're five and one. Like relax. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. They do need to go get a win in St. Louis, though. They have to win one of those two games. Do I think they're, they they have the offense and the team capable of doing that? I think so. But we talk a lot about feeling in a room and psychology getting in and what you think. This team's lost in the second round three years in a row. They've never been able to get past that second round. Does that one game get enough to start the doubt in the room and we've heard this in the past for a Colorado room. Does the finger pointing start? Probably not after one game. But if it's 2-1, maybe that shifts. Maybe yeah. the momentum shifts and people start questioning the coach. Uh, they start questioning McKinnon. McKinnon starts questioning his line mate. We'll see. Yeah. I think game three is incredibly important in this series for Colorado. I do too. Yeah, you don't want to fall behind in a series. One more thing about Tampa before we move on. And I don't know how this series is going to play out. This this whole narrative could be trash in another week. I could it could sound like an idiot, but I think those last two games against Toronto is when Tampa really found that extra gear. They realized they were in it against the Maple Leafs, and I think if you're a Maple Leaf fan and you're watching what's happening right now, take heart. You're that close. You are that close because they could have put that team away. And now Tampa's turned it up. And, and tr- even when they did, Toronto was right there with them. We saw yeah. the end of that series. So You're right. And especially if this series Don't goes panic. four or five games and it's 4-1 Tampa and you go, okay, that wasn't even close. Yeah. And, and look what Toronto did to that team. You might be right. I, I'm still curious to see what happens in Toronto over this summertime yeah. because they have a lot of time to talk about it. Doesn't sound like they're making changes at the top. No, so. let's hope not. Yeah. And we talked about that too. And I think that, that you'll see some minor changes on the lineup, but you have to just salary cap issue or, or era you have to so it'll be interesting to see what what they do over the summer well the nhl playoffs aren't the only playoffs going on right (laughs) now um in fact coyotes prospect dylan gunther will be playing in a playoff game tonight against winnipeg um in the semi-finals for 
that league. The Western Hockey League, yeah. The Western Hockey League. There it is. Um, so we're going to talk about Dylan Gunther today because it's been a while since we've talked just about him. Craig had a story on him earlier this week on gophnx.com. And, you know, when you talk about pros- the prospect, the existing prospect pool, not the prospects for this upcoming draft, but the prospects the Coyotes already have, Gunther is right now their top prospect. Um, and people are always curious about him. So we're going to check in on him, see what he's doing, talk a little bit about you know, what he still needs to improve on, what he could bring, and then whether or not he should be on the Coyotes roster next year. So he's had a really great season (laughs) up in Edmonton with the Oil Kings. In the regular season in 59 games, he had 45 goals, 46 assists for 91 points, and that was a 1.54 points per game. And in the playoffs, in eight games, he has nine goals, three assists, 12 points. That's one 0.5 0.5 points per games and 49 shots 49. on goal. And when in I talked eight to, games. When I talked to him, he's like, yeah, I get about 10 shots a game. Some of them aren't on, on that. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, just said it so matter-of-factly, but that's that's who he is. They call him Gunner for a reason. He likes to shoot the puck. He wants to score. Some of the things that they're working on him with, when I talked to Alex Henry, I talked to his coach up there, Brad Lauer, as well. Better shot selection, right? That's one of the things that you like to see. Look, if you're coming in out there, if you're, if you're in a situation, for, for instance, that there's no traffic in front, you might want to hold on to that puck, maintain possession, work it around for a better shot rather than recording another shot on goal. He's working on his wall work. There's a, there's a number of things. And you know, the speed of the game is, I mean, there's no comparison between the Western Hockey League and the National Hockey when when it comes to speed of the game, making decisions, not just the way guys skate, but you have to make decisions quickly in the NHL because time and space doesn't exist. So all of those things we'll see, but you can't complain about what Dylan Gunther is doing right now in the playoffs. He's got a goal in every game of the playoffs. They swept their first two round opponents and they opened the semifinals tonight against the Winnipeg Ice and Matthew Savoy. That That's a really key matchup to me because the Winnipeg won the Eastern Conference and which is weird to say in the Western Hockey League and it's Winnipeg. Yeah, none of that. That's why I stumbled. It's saying, a really good team. They, they had the most points in the regular season, so this is a good challenge for them. But it'd be cool to deal, see Dylan Gunter get the experience of winning not only a league title, but then getting to play in the Memorial Cup, which is just one of the coolest tournaments in the world. Yeah, and I think when we talk about it in a lot in this episode, we're going to talk about where players should play to develop. I think playing in the Memorial Cup is something that if a player has the opportunity to do, um, I think it's important in his development because I think those are meaningful games late in a year in an unbelievable atmosphere that may carry over to your future career in the National Hockey League. So I think it's important that he gets that experience, not only to play in it to be a key factor and excel in those type of games. I think that's important. Um, one of the things for Dylan Gunther, and you talked about him, and we saw it a little bit in in development camp last year and in in um the preseason preseason games kid can shoot and we talked about his shooting ability the difference is now you're playing he's playing against 17 and 18 year old kids playing in the nhl i mean you're playing against 28 to 35 year old men that have been playing in this league for a very long time that are six foot five that are you're not beating a goalie clean very often from the top of the circle with just your shot in the national hockey there are people Alexander Ovechkin is one of them. Matthews is another. There are players that can beat a goalie clean from outside the hash marks. Not many. And he's able to do that in the Western League because he's playing against different talent. And so it's a great part of his game. 
It's something he is going to bring into the National Hockey League, but he's going to have to, like you said, adjust his shot selection. He's going to have to wait for more traffic. He's going to have to get in different areas of the ice than he's getting in now because he can't. He's got to get inside the circles. And and so there will be some adjustments. Love his development. Absolutely thrilled that they've got a right-handed shot that's able to score from those areas of the ice. That's fantastic. You got Clayton Keller, the left-hand shot. You got him at the right-hand shot. Boy, that could be exciting. Yeah. Just not yet. The good side of that, you know, you talk about him needing to get to those areas. He's been very focused on that. And if you look at the goals he's scoring in the playoffs, he's scoring in every manner imaginable. He's he's getting goals, greasy goals in front of the net. He's getting goals off the rush. Um, he's getting goals through traffic. So he's doing he's doing a lot of the wall work as well. It's good to see all that. Again, does it translate to the NHL? We don't know yet. But in terms of where he belongs next season, let's talk about that. We already know he's not AHL eligible because of the CHL-NHL agreement. If you're not familiar with that, if you're not 20 in in, in that birth year or that by, by a certain date, I'm trying to remember the cutoff. Sorry, somebody's going to tell me in <laughs> in a direct message here, a sec, uh, text message here, but you can't play in the AHL. It's an agreement between the Canadian Hockey League and the NHL. And really, if we're being honest, it's not about development of the players. Now, I know a lot of scouts out there think that you can always go back to juniors and you can still develop. I still believe that there are some exceptions. I don't know if Dylan Gunther's that guy yet. I think there are guys who could benefit from being in the AHL rather than going back to the Canadian Hockey League. But what it's about, it's about money. They want their stars there for another year. They want their top-end players because that's what sells. So they're a little bit in bed with the NHL, and I think – I don't think that the development of the players is first and foremost in this agreement. Sorry, I'm, I'm not buying that no matter how many people tell me it. It's about money. That's what's going on here. So with Dylan Gunther, it's either go back to Edmonton or play for the Coyotes. Or maybe you go to Europe or something dramatic like that. I'm not sure you want to do that for one year. What do you guys think? I know, I know, you know, when I look at the Coyotes situation next year, they're not going to be any better. They're not going to be markedly better. It's going to be a tough situation to play in. Do you want him developing in that situation or do you want him going back to Edmonton where maybe, you know, if he plays in the Memorial Cup this year, he's done just about everything that he can do in, in the WHL? A couple of thoughts. First, I want to go back to their series against Winnipeg. There's two top centers in this. You mentioned Savoy, but there's also Connor Geeky in this yep. series. So two top 10 centers that he's playing against that are going to be in this year's draft. So if you're watching the scoreboard and the box scores of these games, look for Connor Geeky, look for Matthew Savoy, and look for Dylan Gunther. Uh, if you can find it on TV, God, God bless you. <laughs> um, development, to me, this isn't even close. This isn't an argument. It's not a discussion. And I... I don't think there's a general manager in the NHL that wouldn't blow up that agreement and let those players play in the American League. They want those players playing under their thumb, as it were, under their coaching, with their other development prospects, with their system play in a men's league. I, I just think that's better for the development of the player playing the NHL. I do. Because what you end up with is you end up sending a kid back that's going to get 115, 120 points, gets bad habits, and which, when you hear a player get junior habits, that's what it is. Because he's playing against 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds, not 21, 22, 23-year-olds. He's playing against kids that he's stronger, faster, better than. He gets habits where he's doing things, we call it cute hockey, where you're doing, you're playing too much with the puck. You're not looking to make um, passes and plays. You want to do it yourself because guess what? You can. Yeah. Those are the habits you get afraid are going to go into a player, especially like Gunther, who is a guy who's a possession player and 
can make plays, but he wants to shoot and score. So you worry about that. Unfortunately, in the way the system is, he has to go back. He has to. Like, to put him on this team a year from now, a season from now, I now he's not playing with the puck enough because now he's not, can't put him in your top six because he has no experience. And he's probably a little too slight right now to play in those minutes. So you to put a player like that in your fourth line, yeah, play him eight minutes, makes get no two or three puck touches a game. Yeah. How is that developing, Dylan Gunther? Yeah. So I really think the right thing to do at this time in his career development, send him back, and now he's got to put some things on his plate. He's got to lead the team and be one of the top players in the league in scoring for the entire year. Has to. Has to get this team to the Memorial Cup. If he doesn't this year, he has to do it next year. I think there's benchmarks that he has to do. He's got to make the world junior team, and he's got to be not just a player on the world junior team. He's got to be a big player on the on the world junior team for Canada. Those are high benchmarks, but they're all achievable if he goes back to junior. How do you weigh the confidence gained from dominating the Western Hockey League versus jumping to the AHL and maybe struggling and you know, not being in the same situations. How, how do you weigh that? Because there, there are scouts that believe that the confidence that you gain from going back for another year of juniors can really help a kid. Great. And I, and I think there's situations where you need to build that confidence, but there's also, you, you need to see what your game is like and compare your game to an equal playing field. And if some of these kids going back isn't an option because they've excelled so far above and beyond now, you're not pushing your game along. I still think he's got things he can prove in the Western League. I still think he can. He needs to get bigger and stronger. He needs to work on his wall game. You just said that. His physical ability to win battles, I think that should be his focus over the summer. He's always going to have that shot. Keep working on your shot. Keep developing it. But make sure you're getting all parts of the game. And I think what gets lost, too, is everybody thinks in their head for some reason that all of these top 10 picks, top 15 picks are playing. They don't. Yeah. Like these guys go back year after year. Like this isn't uncommon to go back for two years of junior. And I did a lot of research on this today because I just had time. And we, we, we talked about last week, we had the top draft pick in the history of the Coyotes, right? It was Blake Wheeler. We said it. Mm -hmm. He didn't become an NHL regular till five, the fifth year after his draft, the fifth season. It took him a long OEL. It was three years. His third year, he becomes a regular in the NHL. Dylan Strom went back for two years in, in the OHL. I know you can say what you want to about Dylan Strom. He had two in the OHL, and he split time in his third season between the AHL and the NHL. Didn't become an NHL regular until his fourth season from his draft. Jacob Chikrin plays an 18-year-old. Yeah, he's an exception. He was physically ready. Yep. He was a different type player. Um, and when we talk about physical maturity... That draft was the Clayton Keller draft. They were both in the in the Coyote suite at the same time, and it, there was no comparison yeah. in, in their physical maturity and ability to play. Remember that three-game cameo he played? Clay, yeah. Clayton Keller? Tip, tip said he looked like a kid out there. And he came yeah. in after his NCAA season, and, and I didn't include that as becoming part of his year. He, so he goes plays one year in the NCAA, gets 45 points in 31 games. The second year is his second year removed from the draft, which will be Dylan Gunther's second year. Clayton Keller let it up. But he played in college against men. Not saying that that's an excuse. I'm just saying those development years mm -hmm. are needed. Yeah. And, and then I, I went a step farther. I went and compared people recently, in recent draft, between that ninth, 
where Dylan Gunther was drafted ninth. So I took the ninth pick in 20, 19, 18, and 17 just to see what happened. The ninth pick last year was Marco Rossi in the year before Dylan Gunther's draft, Minnesota Wild draft pick. His first year after the draft, he played in the Swiss League. He's a Swiss kid, so he stayed there and played. The next year, which would have been this year, his second year removed, because he didn't play in the Canadian junior system, he played in the AHL. So this year he was in the AHL. So next year will be his third season removed from his draft. Is he an NHL regular? Gosh, I don't know. Like he, his development's maybe not quite there. Cole Perfetti, that same draft, AHL, AHL. Next year would be his third year out. Um, Seth Jarvis went back to the Western League. His second year was this year. He became an NHL regular for the Carolina Hurricanes. In 2019, ninth pick overall, Trevor Zegras. <laughs> Heard of him? <laughs> he went back, played a year in the NHL. Or excuse me, the NCAA, his first year. Second year, he's an AHL-NHL split. He doesn't become an NHL regular till his third season. And this is a kid that's potentially going to be the rookie of the year. And it was his third year from his draft. Matt Boldy, same draft. He was 12th. Third year, he started to play halftime in the NHL this year. So it'll be his fourth season before he's a regular. Alex Newhook. Next year will be his fourth year. He will finally be an NHL regular. It took him four years because this year he split time again. So you're seeing three to four years is a pretty common time frame for picks between nine and 15. Where does that put Dylan Gunther? That puts him WHL, WHL, then bring him up. Yeah. So the third year so to me makes sense. So not this coming year, but the following year. Yeah, and next, then he'd be eligible to play yes. in the AHL. And then so he, he the might American be Hockey. one of those, like Trevor exactly. Zegras, splitting time. And that's yeah. not a bad thing. No. If he plays Western League this year, which is first year after this draft, next year is the second year up following his draft year, play again. Then the third year, now you're an American League player. You learn and your call-ups are happening when you're deserved and they fit into what your development plan is and in and out. Because what happens, and we saw it here so often, Kyle Torres, Michael Bacher, Victor Tikhanov. Yeah, you're playing day one, game one on the top line. Oh, and guess what? The second year, we're sending all of you down to the American League. What? Yeah. Like, how fair was that to their development? Did they take a step backwards? And that's how, why Kyle Torres is demanding to trade. Well, I was an NHL player last year. Now I'm in the American League? Wait, what? Huh? Overbake them. Get them mm. ready. Earn it. Deserve it. Now you become Matt Boldy. And the one thing that was in Craig's story um, about this was that there's some players whose personalities, you know, maybe they feel like they're deserving to already be in the NHL. If he has this incredible success in the WHL, um, leading scoring races and such. But it sounds like his attitude is he is just willing to learn and do what it takes and correct the areas that he needs to improve on. And and I also think he's. I mean, at least this is what he's saying. <laughs> so right. we don't That's know what, what we're told. Yes. Right. So we'll we don't. See, we'll we don't, see it in action. Yeah, we don't know what right. he's actually thinking on the inside, but it it, it seems that way. Yeah. Um, that he's, you know, willing to try. And right now he's like he's just focused on winning in the playoffs and getting to the Moral Cup and everything like that. And like you said, I think for next year, if then he would have something to prove, and you would hope that that would be his attitude next year is having something to prove rather than being resentful. That he didn't wasn't given an opportunity. Right. Rip it up. Be the guy. The guy. Yeah. In that league. There's something else, though, that, that has to come into this that can be a challenge. And I don't think it's a challenge for GM Bill Armstrong. Is the ego of the manager and the scout that drafted that particular player. Because, especially you see that in the top 10 pick. I saw this guy. I drafted this guy. He's my guy. He needs to be in the NHL. 
And I think there can be a tendency to rush a player or put that player in a position in the National Hockey League because you, maybe subconsciously, but a manager or a scout pushes for these players to get there to go, hey, look what I found. Look what I did. This is my shiny new toy. He's good enough to play here. He should be here because I recognized his talent and he should be here. Interesting. And, and I think you see that more with the top 10 picks than players picked after the top 10. But don't be surprised if that isn't an element. And I don't mean just in Arizona. I'm talking around the league that people overvalue the pick that they have in those top 10 and puts them in a difficult position early. And and I think it's might might be the media saying, oh, Dylan Strom's a third pick. He should be here or you know, the, 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 just the hockey community. Oh, Dylan Strom was right behind McDavid and Eichel. He should be in the NHL. Whoa. No, he's right where we want him to be. And that's for, for the Coyotes to be able to send him back twice to the Ontario league where he belonged. And that was the right move. I think that at times may be difficult. You got a couple things I want to talk about on this, but I think you probably have an ad read coming up. Don't you No. I, I mean, whenever, whenever we can, we can do the ad read now. We might as well now that I brought it okay, up. Okay, right? well, you just forced like, the transition. Kind of, yeah. And well, no segue. It's no segue. Fault, I mean, the segue I was going to come up with was, and I have it pulled up right here, you can actually bet on the WHL on the DraftKings. The playoffs? Look up. You can bet on the playoffs. Wow. So I'm looking at the lines for tonight's game between the Oil Kings and the Winnipeg Ice. And currently the Oil Kings are plus 105. Sean, what do you think? Underdogs. You know what? I was gonna I was gonna make um a NBA game on DraftKings pick of the week, but you know what? Let's just make it Dylan Gunther and the Oil Kings. I love it. Let's throw it out. The there. Oil Kings, the money line or the puck line? You said they were plus one oh five. Plus one oh five on the money line. Let's give them the money line. That's uh, if it's plus one oh five, that means it's basically a toss up. So if you can get plus money on that, you might as well. All right. There it is. The DraftKings pick of the week. There it is. Edmonton Oil Kings money line to defeat the Winnipeg Ice tonight. Love that pick for the DraftKings pick of the week. It's really cool. And then the other game on here, uh, Seattle and Kamloops. So, I mean, why not? And I see OHL is on here. So just tons of stuff you can bet on. Uh, and you can also bet um, by periods, which is cool. So there's no player props in the in the WHL, but you can do the game lines and, and period by period. So a lot of cool stuff. But you can, of course, also bet on the NHL and the NBA, which is what... We've all been doing this week, and new customers who sign up using the promo code PHNX can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets. If they do, you can also turn a small bet into a big payday with same-game parlays, and right now all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25. If one leg doesn't hit, that's promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Okay, Craig. Two things on Dylan Gunther, but I, I agree with you, P. He There are areas where he needs to develop still. He's not a polished player by, by any stretch. One of the things Alex Henry talked about was his wall work. You brought it up earlier. He said two, Dylan has two strengths but they can become crutches. He has a very quick stick and he has a high level of compete. So, okay, he can go into battles and he can win battles that way. But in the NHL, it's about body positioning. You got to be strong. You got to be strong down low. So they're trying to teach him how to position his body, how to position his feet. That's stuff that he can still work on. 
In terms of development paths, I wonder, and maybe you have some insight into this, maybe not. And it, it clearly, it's a, it's a big leap to do it, but we always talk about it's juniors or the NHL with these kids. How come some of these kids don't consider, or more of these kids don't consider going to Europe and playing like Austin Matthews did, playing in a men's league where you can get that experience? I, I don't know if there is something to be said for the comfor- comforts of home. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, You're closer to your initial. friends and family. And, and I don't mean these kids are billeting and they're not living in their hometown. Most of these junior kids. So the, I don't mean that, but it's what you know. I, I think there may be opportunities to go to Europe. And that's when you talk about these European draft picks. They do get to play against men a lot earlier than kids do in the CHL. The world shrinks every year. Mm-hmm. You got social media. I, I don't think this was ever a consideration a decade ago, not even on anyone's radar. Austin Matthews kind of started something, maybe. Don't be surprised if it doesn't happen again. I think there are managers that would love to see players do that. I think there are managers that now have relationships with coaching staff, management staff, teams in Europe. There are some very good leagues. Yeah, the Swiss League's a great league to play Swiss in. League. Yeah. I mean, there, there are, you, know, you can talk about Sweden, and there's, there's yeah, other mm-hmm. places yeah. to play yeah. where you can play against men and develop. It might change. It yeah. might. What, it, what's a burden on your development staff, though? Right? It's harder. To harder to go. Harder to keep get an eye eyeballs on, on your guy yeah. all the time. Do you need to? Do you need to alter the way your staff looks? Do you need a, a European guy well, as well? Well, when you're playing Can on you Olympic size ice too, does that get different habits? Yeah, that's you know, fair. Some leagues play on the larger ice surface, or does that benefit a player that needs to work on certain areas of his game? I don't know. I, I think I know what's thought about in a lot of uh, management and coaching staffs. It's discussed a lot. I just don't think they're able to get players to go at this point. Hmm. Yeah, and you have to imagine too, when you, especially growing up in Canada, you know, you just when you start playing hockey, you have this whole path mentally for yourself. Right. You know, like I'm going to play pee wee. I'm going to play bantam. I want to get drafted. If you're in Ontario, you want to get drafted in the OHL. You know. Yep. And even we're even just starting to see some Canadian players opt for college instead of the CHL. That's newer too. So I think maybe down the line it's something we might see more of but yeah just i think that you get so that that's just the culture in canada it absolutely is and i wonder too like you guys both talked about being comfortable in your surroundings that's important for kids who maybe you know you don't feel are quite as secure but what if you get a, a mature kid like an austin matthews not only mentally mature but physically mature when he went over and played in the swiss league maybe you want to get them out of their comfort zone a little bit and challenge them. Maybe that's the path. And that's the other thing too, is you have to remember there's so many kids that come into the NHL between 18 and 20 that don't know how to sign a lease or (laughs) uh, pay an electric bill or, and I'm not kidding, how to go grocery shopping. Like they, because they're living either with their own family or their billet family and they don't get a chance to grow up and and the life skills can be missing. And, and and you talk about NCAA kids, at least there, you know, the environment's much different. Yes. Um, that you do and are forced to grow up a little bit. And again, we talk about so much about how do- different those paths are. Mm-hmm. Junior is like being in the NHL. It's about practice. It's about development. It's about hockey. College kids, it's about life. There are much more things on their table, as it were, academics, deadlines. There's things that you need to do. Maybe it prepares you for life a little differently than a junior player. Junior players prepares you for the NHL. Absolutely no question. 
Yeah. I've been in arguments with many, many coaches and managers about NCAA versus junior I, for years and years. And there are good things about both. Um, but you're right, Craig, to get outside of that comfort zone and to grow up. Maybe that does help you when you finally have to become a professional athlete. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to take us so far outside the box, but it's always something that I've wondered about philosophically. And, and maybe it is, like you said, as the world changes, maybe it's easy and, and, and attitudes and, and change. Look when, at us. When you see a few people do it like an Austin Matthews, maybe that starts a new trend. In our jobs, look at us. Like, Do you look for, gosh, I really like Phoenix. I'm comfortable here. I've got a lot of friends here. My pharmacist, I know him, my local <laughs> grocer here. I know my neighbors. I like, um, There might be a job opportunity in another city, but you, gosh, I really like it here. Would it be that could maybe benefit you or stretch your wings or, or different opportunities? But you go, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I like it here. Yeah. So you're telling us you're staying, <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Read into that conversation what you will. <laughs> um, I want to address some of the comments because I think it was Robert who said, and this is going back to the AHL CHL agreement. Like maybe there could be some exception where if you're a lottery pick, you have the option. Yeah. To that's go been talked to about. the AHL, I think that's a great idea. Um, and it does seem like, and PD, you really convinced me on one of your rants wow. earlier, um, that he should be go back to juniors next year, not jump to the NHL. That isn't, seems like a lot of people in the comments are agreeing. And also having confidence in Bill Armstrong and, you know, this develop, this current development staff to make the right call. Exactly. Don't rush, guys. I don't think, I think they, they, they're, they've shown at every turn that this is their plan, this is their path. The only exception to this, and and you have to give a kid when he's worked for something, if he comes into training camp next year yeah. and he's one of the best four wingers, six yeah. forwards, yeah. and he clearly has put on weight, he's done all of the things you've asked him to, and you've earned it, Yeah, yeah it's hard to send no. a kid back. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's that. what's going to happen. Right. I'm just saying that at that point, you got to go, oh, shit. Yeah. Like we talked about Barrett Hayton. Oh, we thought Barrett Hayton, well, he'll be in the American League all year of the show. That's where he belongs. He goes into training camp. He was good. He played really well and then he gets hurt. So unfortunately, he set his development back. But he makes that team if he doesn't get hurt because mm -hmm. he earned it. Yeah. So it's hard to supplant and put players where they belong now in June. Is it June? Is it May? Well, not quite, it's but May. I don't know where it is. It feels getting, like June my outside. Head's not there, but it's hard to do that now today. Let's wait and see what the kid looks like in September. Who knows? Who knows? I still think he ends up in the Western League. Oh, I do too. I, I think it'd be crazy to put him in the NHL. Unless, like you said, he lights it up in camp and forces their end. And then you still have that trial where you can play him nine games. And, and send him back. And see how he adjusts. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll continue checking in on Dylan Gunther, especially as he's on this playoff run. And I know people really like talking about him because he, he kind of is that bright <laughs> star of hope for Coyote fans and hearing how much he's scoring and you look at the Coyote season last year and the lack of scoring and, and the lack of shots on goal and here is Dylan Gunther having that success so hopefully it translates when he does get to the NHL it's really exciting and Craig wrote a story on him like I said on gopagenext.com so check that out and also today Craig published a story on Logan Cooley um, talking still about prospects and who could possibly be with the Arizona Coyotes at mm -hmm. development camp this summer. So lots of great stuff on gophnx.com. Be sure to become a member today. Get an annual membership. You get a shirt from the locker for free when you do. Check out the PHNX locker. There's a lot of great stuff in there, including you're wearing your PHNX hat today. Look at that. And and shirt. Yeah, you're, you're all decked out. out. 
Craig and I um, coordinated to wear green, That's and right. we just forgot to tell you. Yeah. Sorry about that. Repping the, <laughs> <finish league. laughs> the finish league today. So Yeah, love it. Um, so, yes, become a member at gophnx.com. And because it's Friday, we just want to have some fun. It's the off season. It's a Friday Friday fun day. And also, I got a phone call this morning that you're stealing Friday fun day from ASU. Friday fun day is just... It just Nobody is. owns Friday fun day. Exactly. I just want to put it out there. Is, the, is it a trademark? ASU? I don't think so. It wasn't. Uh, we didn't invent it, but we made it better. So you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. Um. Okay. Wow. Well, it's our opportunity. It's our producer there. Yeah. It's our so, opportunity to make it. Feeling better. the love, feeling the support. So. <laughs> I don't know if it's stealing as much as it is sharing. Sharing. That's, that's how it should PHNX be. PHNX is a family. But you and I are. Sean was not the one who called me, by the way. But yeah, big surprise. I, I think I can guess. It also it begins down. with the shh sound. <laughs> yeah, it makes my life yeah, really okay. hard. Anyway, so first segment, and this is actually. PD's idea, something we're going to do on Fridays. Yes, it is. Uh, weekend binge. What are you guys binging this weekend? And then we can... I'm going to go last. Oh, you're going to go last, Craig? My youngest has already decided what we're binging okay. this weekend because we got away. And, you know, given all the rants that I was on this week, <laughs> it seems fitting that I'm going to binge Dexter. We're going to dive back into <laughs> Dexter because, you know, <laughs> I feel like watching a show about a, a serial killer. Yeah, it's like, I'm not I don't sure know what where the, to go with that. I don't know what the angst is about. Like, I, yeah, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that? that's what? your reaction. There's an art to it. I mean, Dexter's an there, artist. There I is, really feel like he's a performance artist. I don't think there is a single sports podcast ne- network in like the world that talks about serial killers and murder more than more than Yeah, there we go. Fair. Where's Michaela? Fair. <laughs> so. And also, Petey, you don't understand the alarm. He's like, I was going on some rants, so now I feel like serial <laughs> killing. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe some alarm bells. Yes. Maybe you know, so logical leap. I think so. There you go. I'm going to be watching Dexter with my youngest. I love it. Sean, I'm putting you on the spot. What are you binging this weekend? Oh, boy. Um, I wasn't prepared. But nope. um, I, my girlfriend and I have been watching Euphoria, finally. We just got to season two, so I'll probably keep watching that. With nice. Her. Love it. Um, okay, I'm going to go a little off the map because I actually am all caught up on all my shows. I'm not in the middle of anything. I scrolled Netflix last night thinking I knew we were going to do this segment. What am I going to watch this weekend? And I don't know. So because we weren't specific about watching, I'm going to be binge listening to the new Harry Styles album that came out today, (laughs) which I've already listened to three full times and it came out last night. This feels like a promo for our young versus (laughs) old segment that we're going to do later. (laughs) Binge the Harry Styles album. Nobody was specific that it had to be. No. no. (sighs) So there's my answer. Wait, have you watched Severance yet? Have you guys watched Severance? No, but I've heard oh, it's amazing. Oh, you got to watch Severance. I'll it's watch unbelievable. that. Well, I, I took this assignment a little differently. Okay. Not only am I going to partake in some of this, I also want to give viewers an option different than my own, but things that I have liked and can recommend. So, Sean, do you have my... So, oh my God! Yeah, you we got a graphic know, made. We, we I, didn't know about this. He, I made he's it. coming for my job. <laughs> I made it this morning. Oh, okay. So here's the, the right now. I'm binging season four of Yellowstone, and I will say this: Yellowstone. If you haven't watched it, when we interviewed Keller and Chickren earlier in the year, they both said yeah. Yellowstone, and I laughed. Wow, was I wrong? Not talk a fan. about and Hayton soap opera drama. It is a soap opera. It, it is feels like Dallas. It feels like a modern day Dallas. The violence in this is, is yeah. satisfies me. There's love stories. <laughs> <laughs> Satisfying. No, but it's, I, what is if this is real life, if this is real life, it's frightening. I'll say this: character-driven, phenomenal character-driven story. 
that you can not watch with the whole family. The, the language and nudity, not acceptable. So I wanted to keep it in the country theme and something a little lighter, The Ranch on Netflix, Ashton Kutcher's comedy, which is what I think a ranch life is much more similar to. We're talking about foreclosures and money, and and I think that's more real life. Some of the best dialogue I've ever heard reminds me of being inside of a hockey locker room, the way the two brothers interact with each other. The writing is absolutely phenomenal. They're 20-minute, easily digestible episodes. Fantastically funny show. Again, the language may not be suitable for the entire family. <laughs> and if you're in a mood for a movie, it is no doubt Death on the Nile on HBO Max. Kenneth Branagh's reimagining of Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot. Hercule Poirot. Um, the shots, the shots of Egypt and the, the pyramids are phenomenal. Gal Gadot from Wonder Woman. It comes in to play the lead character in, in this um, whodunit. And highly, highly recommend that as your weekend movie watch. All right, let's stick with the old guy segment for a minute because they're going to have no clue who we're talking about. Who's a better Hercule Poirot? <laughs> Is it Peter Ustinov or Kenneth Branagh? Uh, it's David Sachet, the wow, original. Wow, you're going way back. I'm going the original okay. on PBS, <laughs> David Sachet, because okay. uh, Peter Ustinov is a little more comedic twist to, to Hercule Poirot. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. I think he's done a very good job with it, but he does not embody Hercule Perot like David Session. Literally, but, what is happening? I haven't understood a single word you've <laughs> yeah, said. That, since this is all English, by the way. So it sounds French to I'm me. I'm going to throw out two wrecks. I already said one of them. Okay. Severance. Severance is fantastic. It's Ben Stiller, and it, it gets like the first couple episodes, I think, are, it's more like character Deep. development, yep. and you're like, okay, I'm waiting for something to happen. And then it just goes off the freaking rails and gets just batshit crazy. So end. now that everybody understands the assignment, yeah, I can't week. believe you went above us and made your own graphic and yeah. and we were acting Didn't like, oh, us, I'm, so I came up with this segment, I don't remember, and then you pull out a graphic that you told Sean about and not. So the other show is Out of Range. Check out yeah. Out of Range. I, it's on my list. Yep. Okay. Well, I'll recommend some shows. Another I just album. I, no. Yeah, don't Mendes. don't burn all your material now because you, you've got to have Selena Gomez. Craig. <laughs> I'm going, yeah. Selena Gomez cooking show is better than Selena you. Gomez is actually, she was on SNL recently. I've actually show. seen her in yeah. concert. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I just finished Ozark. They, the second half of the final season came out. So okay. I finished that. I recommend. And then also, and Sean and I have been talking about this a lot over the last few weeks. F1 Drive to Survive. I put it on my list for oh you. Oh my god! <laughs> it's on my list. It's a great time to get into it because the Spanish Grand Prix is this weekend yep. in Barcelona. So yep. it's on my list. I'm gonna. I'm, I promise. I'm gonna do it. Yep. Katie, I, I know okay. you have a connection to it. Have you ever watched Letter Kenny? Like have, yes, you've watched. The oh, show. they started a new spinoff. Yeah. Shorzy? Shorzy. Yeah. Next, it's coming out. I did on not a... know that a spinoff. Yeah. If so... you and if you're a hockey fan and you want to see what it's really like in junior, well, watch Letter Kenny. Mm -hmm. Again, not suitable for all viewers. So they they did a spinoff on one of the characters, Shorzy, and it's going to be a Hulu series premiering a week from today. So that we can talk about the that. Writing the writing on that week. show is absolutely phenomenal. Started off as just a little YouTube rant, and it has turned into this. Love it. All right, so that was our first. Yeah, see, that was fun. Weekly binge, and we'll we'll come back next week. Craig and I will. Have our own graphics. Yeah, Dan likes it. And Dan, Dan, yeah, we saw we'll, Dan at the ice. We'll yes. conveniently lose Petey's graphic. Stephon. Yeah. And, uh, okay, well. I built well, that graphic this morning, by the way. I'm so impressed, Petey. All you right. did a lot. Of, you put a lot of work into today's episode. Why do you think I was late today? <laughs> I filled in my <laughs> no. binge graphic. God, I admire you. <laughs> 
All right, final segment okay, of final the day. Um, we haven't done it in a couple weeks, but now we have a graphic for it. It's the producer <laughs> power that. play. That's that is fantastic. <laughs> oh, Timmy feel a little so bit. if if and I wasn't here the last time you did this, but for those who are new to this segment, basically Sean's gonna give us a topic and we're put a timer on the clock, a two minute power play. And we have two minutes to discuss, discuss whatever topic. the topic and, is. And make sure we all get our touches, too. But I, this is hard because I like to be prepared. You like to be prepared and like you like shot. to go on your... Oh, and people your... are pissed about that. But this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. I'm not excited about this. All right. Well, let's... On this oh. note, by the way, before we start here, you've been here long enough. Do you remember when Vince Morata and Chuck Powell hosted a show together on the radio? Do you no. remember that? Oh, they used to do... They'd bring local media on and and do trivia with them and chuck powell had these crazy references they brought me on one time i got exactly zero, zero. questions correct on the air a lot it was <laughs> That's fun. just a humiliating i never got invited back yeah we'll see so, how much i'm ready no first off i want to clarify i feel like craig is under the impression that this is going to be like trivia on any given week i'll do that i have no you. idea what it's going to be that's the fun of it yeah, yeah. um so y'all may have already seen this picture and you also may have just seen me getting it prepared so. <laughs> do i need glasses sean for this no, segment no hopefully okay. not otherwise hopefully. if you need glasses you might need more than glasses if you can't see this picture um <laughs> You probably have seen this. Yes. Yeah. Dog I did send that in our group uh, chat. Yeah. So you've probably seen this um, in their, or not in there, but they got their uh, Coyotes jerseys. So the question is is pretty simple. Just a starting lineup of musicians. Um, if, you, if you had, you got six musicians, goalie, two D-men, and three forwards. Um, and we have if, two if you, minutes. And if you want it, though, um, or if you just want to have any musicians in general that you think would be good at hockey. Is this um, and the clock starts now? Is this now? one no, team? Yeah, yeah. Uh, six players. We each do our players. own. What clearly ready? Um, no, we're doing. You, we're collaborating, aren't we? Yeah, you can collaborate. Yeah, let's collaborate. Yeah, I feel like you only got. We're going to be such here. Uh, Where's the clock? So I'll get. I'm gonna, God, rookies and veterans, Craig. Yeah, I'm ready. So I'm ready to start it off. Clock okay. starts now. Right winger, without doubt, Harry Styles. <laughs> got the flow. Got the flow. <laughs> got that rookie vibe. Got the rookie vibe, right? He doesn't he have like he's got that William Nylander. He's got that. He's got that kind of vibe going. He can be like the face of your franchise on the wing. Not tough enough to play up the middle or grind it out in the corners. <laughs> oh Clearly God. not going to block a fucking shot. So he's got to play on the wing. I got Harry Styles right wing. Who are you? I like it. I'm I'm fumbling. I don't know. Um, some Canadian who, oh, Justin Bieber left wing. Oh, he can I don't know if he can dig it out in the corners though. Is he, is he tough enough? Does he have okay, that, that maybe vibe? he's the like, and we can and also forward? use a singer older than 20. Like, <laughs> that's allowed in this thing, right? Well, that's where I was going. Like my favorite guitarist of all time, Jimmy Page. That's who I'm going to I don't why? know who that is. But why? Like none of these guys can play hockey. Because, you guys, we have like, a minute left. So what, who's going to block a shot? Spot. We need somebody gritty, tough. Who's going to block a shot? Who's our guy? To, is Alice Cooper crazy enough and gritty enough to, to dig it out in the probably. corner? He's is probably he a guy crazy that can do that. Sure. Do you want me to a, a guy with so. a little size and in girth net? and net? Sure. So get somebody with can do that. Petey was ready for this assignment. Oh, <laughs> do we need do we need Zach Lind on drums then? 
from yeah well from i think world. you gotta yeah. have the local flavor that helps bring in the local yeah, yeah. i like that okay I, I, you know who came to mind for me the lead singer of nickelback yeah <laughs> chad kroger chad kroger chad kroger might be able to dig it out and play middle so, ice. i want somebody a little grittier through the middle of the ice though. somebody a little bit tougher you know as metallica does that kind of that kind of vibe um yeah i saw snoop dog i think snoop was in the picture he was I'm just not picture. quite sure he's gonna like is he a guy that's gonna float? He's is a he... locker room guy. Yeah, he's a locker room guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I did like. So you, you need grit. You wait, need wait, wait, up ten the middle. seconds. What up positions do we still need? Just a center. Centerman. We need a centerman. How about Chuck D then? I, I think I he's got the grit. I'm gonna go with Chuck is. D. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that was something. Not bad. Okay. Not bad. So we'll have to go back and watch the tape. And I don't know. Figure I, don't, out. I, I think we kind of failed. <laughs> kind of failed. I don't like think we it was terrible. Trashed. Harry Styles pick. I, I love the logic behind it. Justin Bieber was the first person that that came to mind for me. Wow. Well, um, he he's he designed a, a jersey for yeah. the Leafs. He's best friends with Austin yeah. Matthews. Yeah, he's yeah. Anyway, maybe from he's, he's, he's played he's played hockey. Yeah. Like, I mean, he might be the guy for a musician. He probably can play I want somebody, hockey pretty well. But I want somebody scary, like and tough, and like Justin oh, Bieber. Oh, would I don't be want soft. To, like I see Ice Cube. Not built for playing Ice hockey. Cube's got that. Like, can you imagine going in an ice corner in the corner with Ice Cube? He's angry. He's tough. He's got a little bit of girth to him. That's why I picked Chuck. I D, like that pick. Yeah, Chuck D. That, I don't know if he's public enemy. I don't Sorry. know if he can. Oh my! Well, that was a good one, Sean. Yeah, thank really you. Um, and if you please tweet at us, you're starting. You'll have more than two minutes to think about it. But tweet yeah, at we us. We needed some parameters. I think no, we should have. No, probably, no, no, like no, the three that's of us. The whole point. The three oh. of us should have set some parameters when we started. I'm not saying Sean should because he's he's throwing it out. And he had to figure it out. <laughs> okay, that's okay. what I. That's how I feel like he, he's throwing us basically out of out of the, the lifeboat and and telling us to swim and we have to figure things out. Caleb, that's how I'm looking Caleb's at this. Thought process here is great. My favorite part of this is Malcolm Subban in goal because if you didn't see it, he sang the national anthem for the Sabres a couple weeks ago. So technically a musician. Wow. Also Animal from the Muppets. Um, great. And then the Yoko Ono because if she can break up the Beatles. Chad Kroger, we're on the same page. Wow. If you can break up the Beatles, you can break up a pass. That is brilliant. That's awesome. Please don't put her on the anthem. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. I love it. I love it. Well, we want to hear more. Tweet at us at PageX underscore Coyotes, your musician starting lineup, um, or share in the members only Discord, which of course you can access by becoming a member at gophnx.com. Any, this was fun. It was God, a good day. Day. I did, did, I, I'm better. I'm feeling okay. a little better with like, change as soon as this I feel like the, the vibes have <laughs> I got a lot of shit to do. So <laughs> life's going to change in about five minutes. All right. Any any final thoughts from us tonight? <laughs> no. Can we share our, our guest next week? Yeah. Okay. So we'll be back next week. Same schedule. We're sticking with 11 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday and audio episodes on Tuesday, Thursday for now. Next Wednesday, Craig Button will be making his return to the Peach Next County show, this time on a live show. So we're super excited to have Craig Button, who is just an incredible draft expert. Um, talk about some prospects of the yeah, draft. Yeah, we'll give him a list just like we did with uh, yeah, Corey Palmer. We're going to break down some other players. One who he thinks the Coyotes are getting at three, and then we've got some other names that we want to make sure we're familiar with as we prepare for the draft. Yep, absolutely. So we hope you'll join us then. We hope you'll join us Monday as well. Subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. Like and subscribe to PHNX Coyotes wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you on Monday.